Join me, Professor RPG, as I sit down with friends, colleagues, and special guests as we reminisce and discuss role-playing games that left their mark on us. Expect to see all sorts, from western style to Japanese and even tabletop. So stay a while and listen, and let us trigger those memories of tales long since completed. Relive that fantasy you hold dear, and come along with us, adventurer, on this quest into the past. Welcome to the RPG University. Class is in session, and we're once again at the start of a brand new month. October 2020 looks to be full of hidden potential hidden gems, with some larger titles sprinkled in for good measure. I'm joined once again this month by my professor's assistant, Alex O'Neill, to help me check out the list. But first, uh, how are you doing, Alex? Hello, I'm doing good. Uh, I am... Uh, everyone that knows me knows I'm, I'm doing a bunch of mouth surgery stuff in October. That's my defining... Octoberness, but uh, I'm doing all right. I'm excited to talk about some of these weird games. Yeah, we got some good ones this month. Got some good ones this month. But speaking of games, what have uh, have you been playing? Any RPGs these days? Uh, you know, normally I would say yes, but <laughs> but there's this game that came out the, a few weeks ago. It's called Spelunky Two. It came out just uh, kind of taking up all my time with it. Um, I mean, you could, there, there's an argument that Spelunky 2 is an RPG, you know, there's progression, you're playing the role of a Spelunker, uh, no. <laughs> you're stretching a bit there. Yeah, that was a bit of a stretch. I saw what you were trying to do, but it's a good game, though. Power creep. And, I don't know, so wor- yeah. words, <laughs> video game hit words. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I played, like, Sly Cooper games, and, uh, I guess I, I played a little bit of Hades, which is, I, I would say, closer to the RPG genre, mm-hmm. but, but still quite a little bit different um but yeah no no rpgs per se but some good video games i promise cool cool uh for myself i've been continuing my quest through the legend of heroes games i beat trails in the sky second chapter that was amazing and then in order to get through as much as i could i branched off and started doing both legend of heroes trails from zero and trails in the sky the third concurrently at the same time spending most of my time with trails of zero uh to get to know the crossbell uh crew that will be a, a coming uh, in making their 3d appearance here shortly with a game we'll talk about in a bit mm-hmm. um so that's been a lot of fun really really enjoying those i'm using the geo front fan translation for trails from it uh trails from zero uh for for the the Legend of Heroes and just like the Trails in the Sky yeah. games in general, do for you do you see that they like stick out individually at all, or is it really kind of like they blend together in your head? Um, I wouldn't say they blend together. I would say that the because they're so heavily connected in terms of narrative, like two games are are almost more like one giant game Mm -hmm. um like trails in the sky originally started as one game but it got too big that they had to split it up into the first chapter and second chapter Mm -hmm. um and third is kind of a not a spin-off but it's a it's a different take uh it was created basically because they had other games like more ideas to flesh out the series um so they did trails in the sky the third which shakes up the gameplay formula a bit. It's still turn-based combat, RPG mechanics, everything. Like, all that is still the same. 
It's just the the formula of how the narrative progresses is much different. Got it. Um, in the third, whereas with Crossbell, um, I'm only on the first one, so I don't know how that will go. But judging from what they did with the Cold Steel games and Sky games, I'm I'm assuming Crossbell will be very much um, in the same vein as, as those in terms of connection. Uh, I would say that um, I wouldn't say they so much blend together though. Like there are big narrative beats in each. Okay. I did, like um, I just was curious if yeah. after you had played like 20 of these games, like if you could really point out something from each individual game. Oh, by far, yes. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Um cuz there are there that's one thing like Falcom, these games might not be crazy lookers. I love the art style and kind of the the graphics they went with, mm-hmm. but they have fucking nailed the story, the characters, the dialogue, everything like that. Truthfully, Trails in the Sky uh, gave me perhaps my has given me one of my favorite female protagonists of any video game. Yeah, I remember my favorite. My favorite female RPG protagonist, Estelle Bright. Um, absolutely love the characters. So, um, cool. but no, there's there's a lot of good stuff with with these games. How long so. how long until they break and make like the action like Trails of Muso or whatever? <laughs> I don't think they i I don't think they're going to. Mm. Um, I hope not. Seems like they've got I a think good thing going. They have a really good thing going. They each it has been interesting playing through Sky into Crossbell and then with the Cold Steel. You can see how they kind of refine and added features to each of the games, like each of the series, to kind of evolve the the system or add more depth to the combat, which I really appreciate it. But at the end of the day, they're still really good turn-based RPGs with materia. Yeah. Uh, You're almost caught up now, right? Uh, No. Okay. I know 4 is coming out this month, which we'll talk about a bit. Um, I don't know. Yes. Um, How many left after that? I have well. There's only one other game after Cold Steel Four, um, but that only recently came out in Japan. Yeah. That's Hajimari no Kiseki, um, and that doesn't have a release date here or official localization announcement. Um, but in terms of games I haven't played, I still have to get through Sky Third, Trails from Zero, Trails of Azure, and then um, Cold Steel Four. So. Okay, that's not that much. That's three games. No. Yeah, so I'm doing good. And then the last game I've been playing kind of in just randomly because I was wanting something a little more retro, I started playing the original Front Mission on uh, Super Famicom, a trans- translation of that. So that's been fun. A lot better than I was expecting it to. I was just, it was a random, yeah, I want to try this. So I did, so a lot of cool uh, mech customization options and all that goodness. I'm trying to think. So it's been fun. Who, this was oh, this was the folks that made the Left Alive. I remember. Uh, Division Six, right? Uh, this was uh, it was Square. Square made it back in '95. Oh, okay. So this is like old school Super Nintendo RPG. Um, the, like uh, you the can customize. Yeah. Good. Yeah, you customize the arms, the loadout, the shoulder weapons, the body, all sorts of things, and 
there, it's, it has a lot more depth to it than I was expecting. Just like I've, Custom I've Robo, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and all wrapped up in kind of a turn-based uh, battle system. So it's been fun. That's cool. Been fun. Yeah. I've never messed with the front mission games or, or really any mech games, uh, which is a shame because yeah. I know From Software made a, a line of them and I probably would have been into them. Armor Core. Armor Core is very good. Yeah. Armor Core is very good. We can just but, dream for dark armored core souls someday. Yeah. Some, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> just a new armor core I'd be happy with. But. Yeah. In the meantime, we are here to talk about games coming out in October of 2020, this next month. Uh, look ahead. So we get started right on the first, right on today. East Origin is coming to Switch. Uh, the prequel to the entire East series um, of action RPGs, also by Falcom. Mm-hmm. I, this, uh, this is the first East game I ever played. Really? Yeah, before before East 8. Um, I played this on PC. It was like in an mm-hmm. indie sale on Steam yeah. at some point, and this was like I'd heard of East. I, I knew it was an action series. I thought I would like it. Um, I, and I did like what I played of Origins, one of those things of like it was on PC, so I wasn't really going to play it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a cool game. Uh, I like the the kind of Tower of Babylon, uh, yeah, visual that they create and like this kind of continuous dungeon mm-hmm. that you're evolving through. Yeah, East Origins is a fun one. I played through and beat it with one of the characters on PC, um, so I'm anxious to go back and uh, replay it again here on uh, on console. It's been out on, I want to say, PS4 and Xbox for a while, a couple yeah. months now. Yeah. And this is finally coming to Switch. So good to see that Switch is getting another East game. Yeah. Um, but great game. Check it out. Switch should just get all the East games, <laughs> I think, at this yeah. point, for sure. Yeah. They really should. Um, but yeah, give it a check out. If you're a fan of the East series, it has some really cool nods to the the lore and history of the series. So give it a look-see um, now on Switch. Mm-hmm. So next up, we have also coming out today, Orange Blood on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, originally released on PC back in January of this year. This is a game that I had never heard about until looking up and doing research for this episode. Um... But I always like these because I never know what I'm going to find. And this one looks kind of cool. It's a it takes place in a alternate 20th century kind of thing, and it has like this pixel art style. It reminded me art style wise a lot of Crosscode. Yeah. But with like gunplay and cyberpunky, it's like Crosscode meet Grand Theft Auto with anime. Yes, um, a lot of anime as well. <laughs> Uh, it looks really cool, though. I'm interested to check this out. Um, it's the end of the 20th century on a historic timeline different from which we know. A man-made island off the coast of Okinawa is a humming city with a dirty, exotic vibe, and it's awesome. Rust and faded concrete glisten in morning sun and late-night neon, showing off the various faces of the island. Um, and you play as four kawaii soldiers. Yeah, of course. Uh and it has a simple yet deep turn-based uh, gunfighting aspect to it, to the combat. So, yeah, I'm, and I'm watching re- in the guns, gameplay. it's cool. The guns you purchase for your weapons are randomly generated. Oh, 
Very, very Borderlands. How Borderlands of this game. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, this is cool. It's hard to get a, a read on it. The, I guess the studio, indie studio, has not done anything on Steam before this, at least. Um, mm-hmm. But I think Playism is probably yeah they've they've published some some yeah. other stuff so. Uh, but yeah, I'm anxious to uh, I'm kind of anxious to try it. Uh, I might snag it when it goes on sale or see what it's about because it, it's very unique. Yeah. And also, if you search for this game. Orange blood is one word. Don't do orange space blood because that is something completely different. <laughs> and you will learn about things you probably don't want to learn about. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, yeah. check that out. Uh, comes out today on consoles, October 1st. So uh, another game getting a port, but this time onto PC. Code of Princess EX is coming to PC today. This is the original 3DS game that was later ported to Switch. Is now getting a PC Steam release. Um, I feel like I've so yeah. I've never heard one person say anything about this game, but I always thought it looked rad. Yeah, uh, but I, uh, like I don't know anyone that's played it. You know, I remember hearing like that it was kind of repetitive on the 3DS like it was a decent game and it had pretty cool visuals but it was really repetitive mm -hmm. um so but yeah now it's coming to PC so Steam so who knows what the modern community can do with it it's time yes <laughs> the yeah. get to play as Yuri Lowell <laughs> in Code yep. Princess you know it uh but you have over 50 characters you can play through uh, multiple game modes, including campaign free play and bonus quests, and each of your players can level up and equip things. It sounds like an RPG grinding fans uh, uh, paradise. So yes, looks got fun. some online multiplayer modes and all sorts of stuff. So give it a check out if you missed it on the 3DS or the other consoles. Um, and yeah, let us know what you think. Yeah, I'm very curious about this one. And making its third month return visit. This time for real, though. <laughs> this time for real, because I jinxed it last time saying uh, that it was going to be a week and we would be able to play it, and then the next day they moved it. Baldur's Gate 3 is probably coming out on early access October 6th. It has a uh, firm date this time, though, right? Like, it didn't have one before, it, I think. Yeah, it did. Oh, it okay. had a firm date last time, too. Yeah, I won't say anything. <laughs> Yeah. So, we won't spend much time. Just October sixth is a maybe date again. So when it Baldur's happens, three, it'll be glorious. Just be patient. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, another game that was not on my radar and I had not heard of until doing this, but I've kind of fallen in love with is Eichenfell. It's coming out on Steam. It's a turn-based RPG with a tactical twist where that and i think you might be kind of in might jive with this alex it rewards it has kind of like the button press bonuses like a paper mario Ooh. um and it you play as these students in a mysterious school in the north where children learn magic and different enchantments um really really cool pixel art style really good music it's kind of reminds me of an earth bounty vibe yeah uh to the art style uh, combat takes place on a grid, but and like I said with uh, to Alex just a moment ago, you can time your button presses and your attacks will do more damage and, and stuff. Uh, 
Yeah, this looks really, great. really cool. Like this, I am glad I found out about this because this just looks charming. It's got a bunch of really good characters, like your party of, like you got people of color and ethnicities and women and stuff. It like it just looks really, really good and charming. Yeah, I like um, just look up the trailer for this game for folks yeah. who haven't heard of it because I'm watching it now. It's yeah, this is just immediately a kind of an impressive yeah. looking game. Yeah. Um, uh, and anytime it's like school academy, mm -hmm. like any of that Hogwarts shit, just hit me up. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, give this a check out. Like I see this and I instantly think of, um, uh, John, Mr. Megative over at oh, yeah, SDGC. Totally. Like this will be a game that he needs to know about because I can see him just falling in love with it. Yeah. Um, but yes, give it a check out, please. This looks absolutely pleasant like it just looks like a really fun unique rpg give it a check out i know i will like, yeah it's like earthbound vines really, is is definitely yeah. the right call it's like goofy enemies and, and fun storytelling mm -hmm. it seems like yeah for sure yeah so i can fell i-k-e-n-f-e-l-l coming to pc on october 8th check it out please because this looks like it will be a special special adventure mm-hmm Next up, we have Torchlight 3 is finally getting a release coming out of Early Access on October 13th. Uh, this is the dungeon crawler that was originally Torchlight Frontiers, I want to say, and then like it was going Adventures. to be like a. It, and then it was going to be. It was originally announced as like a free to play game, and then it was like, no, that's not working. So they redid a bunch of stuff and now then made it Torchlight 3, and it's been in Early Access for a bit. But it is finally leaving on October 13th. So give it a check out if you're a fan of kind of like Diablo-like games and those action looter dungeon crawlers. So it's fun. It's not my favorite. I prefer Torchlight 2 out of the three. But this, I'm anxious to sink some time into to this one now that it's finally finally leaving. Yeah, I've been I've been curious about it. It's it's Torchlight. Torchlight's such a weird just franchise just because everything that happens to the developer and all that, like the studio closed mm -hmm. and everything. So. I don't know. Yeah. I'm looking at I'm looking at some upset Steam reviews, <laughs> and I don't know. Yeah. I, I hope Torchlight Three is cool. I'm glad it's it's coming out at least. Mm -hmm. So that'll be cool. And really, this was we had heard about Torchlight Three leaving or getting a firm, firm release before this when they announced it on that it was coming to Switch. Yeah, and I think that's where we learned about the release date. Yeah, it was that announcement? That was like a Nintendo partner direct i think is when that happened mm -hmm. yeah so give it a check out if you're a fan of the torchlight series or diablo likes <clears throat> next up uh i feel like we've talked about this one before like looking into it it looked really familiar but it's tears of avia on october 15th coming to xbox one and pc um this is an an anime heavy tactical rpg um, looks kind of good. Uh, looked kind of cool. Yeah, it's hella, hella art style going down in yeah. the trailer for yeah. this game. The story is, a darkness looms over the land of Astera. Ancient cities lost to betrayal tell of unlearned lessons and a hint of a great evil that has lain dormant for hundreds of years. As the drums of war resound once more, the faint light of hope grows small, but there is still hope. Undo an ancient curse and find the path through the darkness to restore peace to the world once again. 
before the shadows consume everything first. I feel like so. I, I'm, I'm watching. It's a little bit of gameplay. You know, mm -hmm. It's a grid. You're moving around character select and stuff. I, I feel like I, I'd be curious to see like a Japanese tactics game with like a Western tactics style. You know, like something where there's like cover uh, or half cover in like an mm -hmm. XCOM. I feel like like those Japanese tactics games. It's like it's the grid and that's it. You know, you're on terrain mm -hmm. or you're not on terrain, and, and there's no cover. You're never protected. Don't even be silly like that. So <laughs> uh, yeah, it it seems like a more traditional uh, tactical JRPG, but it could be good. Yeah. Looks interesting. Interesting that it's coming to Xbox One and not PS4, though. But yeah. it's also coming to PC. I wonder so if this give will that a check out. end up on Game Pass. This seems like yeah. right before it. If, it. if it's on Game Pass, I would I would give it a check yeah, out. Yeah, I might give it a check out. Uh, but that is Tears of Avia are coming out on October 15th to both Xbox One and PC. Next up, we have Crown Trick, which is an RPG roguelike dungeon crawler. Um by next studios coming to pc on october 16th this looks i mean this looks fun it looks cute i like the kind of whimsical cartoony art style that they got going for it it looks um if you've played a roguelike dungeon rpg you will you will know what you're kind of in for so you got a bunch of the the spells and items that all change depending on your run and of course the procedurally generated maze so yeah, our style is gorgeous, though. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, and then, I don't know, this this seems cool. Maybe it's got some more traditionalism yeah. to it with, like, the movement and stuff, which I like. Yeah, um, synchronous turn-based strategy. The game moves as you you move, so it's a very much more of a traditional Mystery Dungeon-style-esque. Roguelike, yeah. Um, roguelike, Old yeah. Old-school roguelike. Yeah, but um, the art style is very nice, uh, kind of like a hand-drawn approach. Um, looks looks cool. I'll I'll give it a check out one of these days. Yeah, um, it seems like there's road a lot lights of, are all the jam. They certainly are. <laughs> it seems like there's a lot of cool like hitting through enemies and hitting different groups of of enemies in front of you like, mm -hmm. or around you. Um, some stuff that like the last one of these kind of like movement based roguelikes that I played was very traditional and there wasn't a lot special mm -hmm. going on. So anything where you can kind of attack in a row ahead of you or, or in a series ahead of you and, and stuff like that I think is cool and can really mix up those kinds of games. Yeah. So Looks fun. Cool. This is another fun. just good-looking game. Yeah. There's a lot of really cool kind of like hidden gems that I had no idea were coming out this month. Um, totally. I mean, to be fair, like we're, we're in like that, the eclipse just before and uh, in, in video mm -hmm. game consoles are about to explode out though. Yeah. Got to call these out um, when we can. True story. So check out Crown Tick on October 16th from Next Studios. Next, we have coming out of early act or entering early access, I believe it is, Celasta Crown of the Magister coming to PC on October 20th. This is a classical RPG style utilizing the D&D 5.1 rule set, officially from Blizzard or not Blizzard, but Wizards of Ooh. the Coast. Um, Jarrett Green and I have talked a bit about this. This look, and we've played a, a demo a bit of it. Very fun, grid based. You um, create character, your characters, and it's like playing a D and D campaign. So uh, it's it looks good. I'm excited for Salasa. It's on my wish list. Um, have you played? Have you tried the demo of Salasta at all? 
before I haven't. If it's if it's only on PC, I would not be able to play it, unfortunately. But that's right. That's um, right. But I'm I'm watching it now. It looks cool. I I'm loving the divinity has just opened the doors for <laughs> all of the, mm-hmm. the the like the CRPGs to come out and be like, all right, we're here now, and there's gonna be a ton of us, and it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. I hope um, they've they've found an audience for these. They they are filling the space that BioWeth. Bioware left open mm-hmm. for them. Totally. Um, so it's good to see a resurgence. As a traditional tabletop D&D player, it's a lot of fun to see um, the resurgence in this kind of genre of Baldur's Gate, of Divinity, of even all the remasters of Icewind Dale and Torment. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's great to see what new people are doing with it and incorporating this one especially being able to actually use the 5.1, uh, like the official rule set and spell names and stuff is really exciting. So Yeah, that is really cool. Um, so be sure to check out Celasta, Crown of the Magister, coming to PC on October 20th. Uh, next up, we have another gem that I had not been aware of until uh, this episode, Tenderfoot Tactics. Um, probably the game with the most unique art style of uh, of the games we're featuring this month. I've heard of this game. I think I saw it at a PAX or something in passing. Mm-hmm. Tenderfoot Tactics uh, sounds really familiar. Yeah. Uh, but you explore a giant ancient world. It's a minimalist art style, I would say. It, everything is like a solid color. It doesn't use much in terms of um, shading and things like that, but you explore this vast open world uh, to discover, to unearth ancient ruins, discover strange artifacts, and meet new friends in a lush, painterly world. Explore the reaches of the archipelago in archipelago, eh, archipelago by boat. Take to the skies as a bird to survey the landscape and plan the best route forward. Um, but then when it comes to combat, it's kind of like Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. Um, where like you have creatures that you have a, like a class system and it has the spinning wheel with all the different classes that you've unlocked so far. It's grid based. Looks really kind of cool. Yeah. The art style kind of reminds me of Ashen. Uh, yeah. Which I, I was a fan of. I, I like that kind of faceless mm-hmm. minimalist style. I think it looks cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's super cool. Like a world, open world game where you kind of stumble into tactical encounters is very yeah. interesting. Um, I've always found that dichotomy. Like you would think that, or I would imagine this would be difficult to balance because your open world, you're much more involved, much more instant gratification. To then suddenly like if be in combat and it's a tactical game. I w- I always think that such a stark contrast between the two kind of styles of play yeah um plus plus you gotta think like while you're exploring tactical combat can kind of bring things a little bit to a halt yeah and they can it can last a while you know you can be in a in a tactics grid for 20 Mm -hmm. plus minutes and then it's like well what was i even looking for over here again yeah i I wonder how they're gonna balance it if combat like moves really quickly or something like that because that could be cool i saw there's skill trees and stuff for each of your characters and i imagine Mm -hmm. You can recruit more people if, if you're finding friends throughout the world. So, 
A lot of cool ideas. That's it's just like yeah. a really interesting idea for a game. Yeah, I think if they they nail the gameplay and balancing the two distinct feels from the instant gratification open world exploration with the slower turn based tactical combat, mm-hmm. it, it'll be interesting to see because the, the the visual style, the art style is incredibly unique. Um, so yeah. And cool. Check out Tenderfoot Tactics coming to PC on October 21st. Um, following right on its heels, though, is Bless Unleashed coming to the PS4 on October 22nd. Finally. This is yeah. <laughs> this is the Korean MMO with the fantastic character creator, if I remember correctly. I'm pretty sure that's um that's Black Desert Online. That's right. That's Black Desert Online. I think Never mind. Bless Unleashed just I- has nothing going for it. <laughs> Um, except that it's a Korean uh, MMO. Yeah, we get a lot of emails about it. <laughs> yeah, yes, we do. I think uh, we get more emails about Bless Unleashed than any other individual game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a fantasy RPG coming to PS4. So if that's your jam and you played Bless before and other things, let us know how it is and if we should. We should give it a try. So that comes out October 22nd on the PS4. Yeah. Tony and Scott do the MMO hopping, right? So they, they kind of peek into to all the big ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember Tony was really looking forward to Bless Unleashed. And to be fair, this was a year and a half, two years ago. And I'm sure that game's very different now. But he was very disappointed with, with mm-hmm. the kind of launch of that game. Um, but I'm, I'm very interested to see how it is now, especially it's on Xbox and PS4 now. So, Yeah. Um, right after that, on the 23rd of October, we have Transformers Battlegrounds, the XCOM-style Transformers tactical RPG. Uh, it's releasing on the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Now, this uh, really... We haven't gotten many trailers or gameplay info from it, Uh, We have the initial launch trailer that uh, was received rather poorly for the kind of simplistic graphics uh, it was going for. A lot of people compared it to a mobile game. I thought it was a bit better than that. Um, But last week, we got our first gameplay trailer of it. It looks fun. It looks like an XCOM kind of tactical cover-based shooter or cover-based RPG. Um, And as a big RPG fan cool i'm down with it I'm, i'd be down to try it yeah i hope this is cool you know it's they just gotta give the folks making transformers game longer than eight months to make their game you know like just, yeah just give them a, a cut them some slack a little bit uh but yeah i, I don't know this could be really cool I, I think this is a good mesh most things mm-hmm. most intellectual properties could probably work well with attack this game and this seems all right yeah, we haven't gotten much look at how deep or rich the RPG kind of the, the level ups are. Uh, we don't really know if there's um, like skill trees for each of the characters or how many characters you'll be able to play as. Um, so there's a lot we still don't know about this game. But it from the combat, I mean, XCOM style games are usually pretty pretty good so um after having to eat my own shoe with mario and rabbits and how fun that how fun that is um i kind of 
give these games a pass or like more of a okay we'll see how it actually is when it comes out kind of approach to approach to them so yeah it's fair so we'll see but that is transformers battlegrounds coming for consoles in pc on october 23rd oh we now are the, on now the big two i would say yeah we're on to my big game of this month and one of my most anticipated games truthfully of this entire year yeah um the legend of heroes trails of cold steel for the end of the erebonian saga is coming out on ps4 october 27th alex i can't wait you have no idea i don't i'm i'm very excited for you though i know this is like this is a big deal and this was the one when i think we started talking about trails of cold steel that you were hoping would be localized yeah um, and now it is it's coming it's here it's just around the corner um it there's so like the ending of the third game just was filled me with tears and dread and excitement and all sorts of emotion so when i had to go months without a first official confirmation that cold steel 4 was getting localized it was rough yeah it was rough um, but then when it finally got announced and we got our first trailers, it was, I've been counting down the days. I have been counting down the days for this to release. Um, and I can't wait. I can't wait to see what's happening. Uh, in, oh, it's just so good. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Is there like, do we, do we know who the protagonist of this game will be? Or is that still kind of unknown to you? Uh, no, it's still the same class. It's still class seven that we've been following along, but some serious shit went down at the end of the third game. So things might be a bit different for a while. Yeah. Um, but the mainstays from the previous games will, will all be here. Plus they're bringing in the main reason I wanted to go back through and play the trails in the sky and, uh, the crossbell games is because like for the first time things have gotten so bad that like, the super characters that saved the world in their perspective regions in those games are coming to help the cast of this game. Mm, kind of like Avengers. Yeah. It's like an end game like situation. Very cool. So everyone's joining together to stop the craziness that's going on right now. Um, so being able to see and play as those characters and have them interact with class seven and new class seven from the cold steel games. It's just like, Oh, give it just give me all the all the trails games yeah that's the best things about crossover is like um, seeing your different angsty folks interact with one another for sure um but oh it's so good i just i can't wait and having like uh estelle and joshua like a lot of these characters from the older games that were never fully voiced finally get like full spoken di voice lines mm, yeah. has me super super excited um, and I just can't wait to see what other surprises happen. Cause last Christmas, Becky, my fiance's folks actually imported the Japanese version of Cold Steel four for me. Yeah. I remember to play and I had played the beginning of it and it opened up and you see like the members from the old games. It was like, okay, I can't play this until I beat those uh, those other games and I start getting to know them. Mm -hmm. So I put that away and then I play through those and then they announced that it was coming to the US and I was like, okay, I'm going to just hold off 
until the English version comes out. But treasure this um, import copy as a wonderful oh. and lovely gift. Oh yeah, I absolutely love it and, and enjoy I mean, enjoy the English version when you get to it. Yeah, yeah. Totally. that was um, me with um, Tales of Vesperia, the Japanese mm -hmm. version with that. So. I tried and it was like I'm so bad at playing games in Japanese. I don't know. The yeah. only way I got through Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix in Japanese was because I know that game so well. Mm -hmm. um, but so so excited and one day I will get you to play it and then we can talk about it. Yes. And I know you have a ton on your plate. Yeah, it'll happen. Uh, like to it, play. So it's like it's just threading the needle. I like th oh, this is oh, a, exactly. a franchise I'm definitely excited to get into. So, um, but yes, super. Super excited for Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 4 uh, on October 27th. If you've played the Trails games, get this. You, you're going to get this. Like, yeah, <laughs> you will. Um, if you're intrigued by these games, do not get this game yet. Start with Cold Steel 1. Uh, all three of the previous Cold Steel games are available on the PS4, um, on Steam. On Steam, you can get pretty much... All the Trails in the Sky games and the Cold Steel games. So play those. Do not start with Cold Steel 4. Not only will you be lost, but you will spoil a bunch of big moments that you will wish you hadn't spoiled for yourself. Sure, But yeah. play these games. Play these games. I implore you, play these games. Do it. Do it for Scott. Do it for me, please. Uh, that and that leaves us with one last game. Though. Yeah. What, what's that last game? Uh, World of Warcraft Shadowlands. The the next big WoW expansion. It's we, this is, I feel weird coming out in October, right? I I don't know if it's just because I, I'm i more of a 14 player and I don't really go on Blizzard Reddits or I don't follow this game as much anymore. But at least for me, I feel like this game is a lot less pop and circumstance this time yeah. like there's not as much hype i guess behind it no totally you, and and like there's been a beta going on and you know i've seen some some secondhand impressions that are that are less than impressed um mm -hmm. and, and like i don't know i i remember was the the last expansion was that battle for azeroth i think uh, so i think so I remember because again, I I live with, or not live with, but I podcast every week with the two MMO boys, so I kind of get the osmosis of what's going on, and and they'll they'll play every WoW expansion. That was the first one that where they played it, and they were like, "I'm done. <laughs> no, I'm mm -hmm. done with this." So Scott and Tony were out, uh, and they were pretty burned. I, they they didn't really have any interest going back for Shadowlands or anything else. So. I'm sure that could that listen. This changes on a dime yeah. with those boys all the time. They just need a couple other friends to say, "Hey, we're actually going to play this," and they'll check it right. out. Right. So, I mean, you might be able to hear some impressions of this on Irrational Passions podcast toward the end of the month. Uh, but yeah, I, we're not a lot of wow heads over here. I think of anything, all of us do gravitate toward 14. Even me, uh, of like the one MMO I've really played any of. So, mm. uh, yeah, I don't know. It feels like more than ever. World of Warcraft is mum right now, even with yeah. this expansion like right on the horizon. Yeah, it almost feels like I could I equate the fact that this is a brand new expansion, whereas having grown up with a lot of the like the entire World of Warcraft series with the original one coming out when I was in high school, I remember how batshit crazy it was when like Burning Crusade came out in yeah. those early expansions and 
With this, it almost feels like the hype behind it, at least from where I'm at, and I could be completely off base and this, the hype could be crazy um, on like Blizzard forums and like Blizzard fans in general, but this feels more like the hype levels of just like a cool big patch yeah, as a as opposed to a full-blown expansion. Totally. I, I get that for sure. I, like, and I feel like th there was a little bit of that with Battle of Azeroth too. I, I really don't remember there being a lot of excitement for it. Um, and I, I don't remember the name of the one before it, but I, I know that there was definitely excitement for that one though. Um, mm -hmm. So, it, and keep in mind like this, not our bag necessarily. So maybe we're just not exposed to the people that are super excited, but I feel like I just haven't heard anybody talking about Shadowlands at all. Positive yeah. or negative. Been very quiet. Yeah. And it's like at the same time is that also because of everything crazy going on in the world in general that has just kind of been hushed and with the new consoles coming out, has that kind of hushed things a little bit? I just or I keep thinking back to the I just don't know. The BlizzCon that this got announced at, which I think it was last year, and it was just like when Blizzard just burned all their goodwill, <laughs> like just lit it on fire yeah. on stage in front of everyone. Of like, yeah, also China, that stuff's crazy, right? And then immediately went and announced Overwatch 2, Diablo 4, and this, and they all felt like things that weren't coming out forever. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a come up and we'll see. How long do you think they can keep putting out just World of Warcraft expansions and not do a legit? Wow, too. I feel like this is the last one, <laughs> if I'm being totally honest. I mean, it's been, what, 16 years? Uh, Something like Since that. 2004 when WoW came out. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think you'd probably get away with another one if they did, like, a overhaul. If they did, like, what um, PSO2 is doing, right? Like, they could mm -hmm. probably do that. Um, and that would be kind of like a backdoor way of doing WoW 2, which is how they're doing PSO3, essentially. They're just kind of backdooring it into two. Um, so I, I don't know. There, there, there's a lot of ways I guess they could go about totally revitalizing or bringing in new players. I just think they need a clean break. I think the people that are like that have become mm -hmm. elitist in World of Warcraft need a break from it. And I think anyone that is curious but is too intimidated by WoW state to to jump in, they need a clean break too. So yeah, I'm hoping. Mm -hmm. For like a wow too I, th I think that could be exciting but also you know i i kind of wanted the same thing for overwatch 2 and blizzard kind of managed to to make that seem not as exciting as i wanted it to <laughs> so maybe that's not the right thing to want here yeah and talk about a game we haven't heard anything about since it <laughs> was announced yeah totally i man challenge is it's in like beta right now and that, that those are the only impressions i've i've kind of heard um, yeah, and it still hasn't been super impressive. Of course, odd year for it. You know, normally more people I think would be out there doing live streams or whatever. BlizzCon would have happened or something, um, but it's definitely weird vibes. It's just so interesting to see how it has shifted from, like, when new story content or things like the lead up for new story content and big patches in Final Fantasy fourteen are like two weeks out or whatever like that's all my timeline is filled with like people pushing to get stuff or max level with that but like yeah like with Shadowlands it's very mum it's like a few people post about it and are excited for it but it's like it's such a different 
hype level now, like compared to five years ago, even. But yeah, I mean, all the kids are playing Destiny or Final Fantasy fourteen. There are other like service based games <laughs> that that are, I think, way more interesting than World of Warcraft. Yeah. Yeah. Genshin Impact but. is probably <laughs> more interesting right now. So, yeah. But that is coming out October 27th. Do yourself a favor. Play Cold Steel 4 instead. Um, <laughs> and all the other Cold Steel games. <laughs> yeah, and all the Cold Steel games. You'll be you'll be fine. You'll have tons and tons might of content right there. Might take roughly the same amount of time as catch, yeah, catching exactly. after a while. So you might as well. Exactly. So we do have some tabletop RPG stuff Ooh. coming out. Uh, Paizo, creators or publishers of um, Pathfinder... Uh, are releasing a bunch of bunch of things in October for both Pathfinder and Starfinder, their um, sci-fi tabletop RPG. We have Pathfinder Lost Omens, the Pathfinder Society Guide coming out. Um, that is coming out on October 27th. Damn, a lot of things on October 27th. Um, but this is a globe-trotting organization of adventurers, scholars, and warriors, all dedicated to exploration, collecting lost knowledge and treasures, and sharing it with the world. Lost Omens Pathfinder Society Guide details everything players and GMs need to know about the Pathfinder Society, from the basic memberships, from the basics of membership to the society's various factions to the various lodges littered throughout the Inner Sea region. This book is a go-to source for the history and lore of the Pathfinder Society. And features new rules, content, including equipment, wayfinders, and support for Pathfinder-related archetypes. A useful book in its own right, this helpful volume is a must-have for participants in Paizo's massive Pathfinder Society worldwide organi- organized play campaign. And a great way to get involved in the international campaign. So cool. So cool. Very cool. Um, looks like a module. It's They also got some... Uh, NPC battle cards, like little cards that have stats for characters, um, and also one for the bestiary. They have the Pathfinder bestiary two battle cards, um, four by six cards printed on sturdy cardstock with full colored imagery of the monsters in the bestiary two book. Uh, so take that. We got. They have a bigger pirate ship mat that you can play on, and then it. With Starfinder, they have uh, Adventures Path number 33, Dominion's End, um, the third part of the Devastation arc. So check that out as well. And the Starfinder Pawns, the Threefold Conspiracy Pawn Collection, is coming out. So give those a check out if you are into Pathfinder or Starfinder. And let us know what kind of characters you are playing. Hell yeah. But with, with that... That are the RPGs coming out in October 2020. Some good gems, some good hidden, some hidden gems that I think people should be aware of. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I, I'm pretty sure Undertale was like October 10th, 2015, right? Like, and then a couple mm-hmm. of games like I Can Fell and uh, Crown Trick and stuff like that definitely give me those like hidden. Just drop it in October on Steam, and and like it turns out to be a really great game of the year potential game. So, uh, totally, yeah. And and I can, you get the big the big leagues too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can fell like uppercut. The crew at uppercut has to has to hear about I can fell. Yeah, like this is like a Jess Jess game. Yes, I, feel. I think so too. It's got style oh. and spades. 
Yes. Yes. So, but thank you for joining me once again, Alex, for this month's syllabus. Always a pleasure. Always, always, always good to nerd out about RPGs with you, my friend. Yeah. Plus, we we find like the cool stuff. I feel like we I know, we, right? You and I, especially you. Let's be real. You're doing most of the work here. Uh, <laughs> find a, a lot of cool hidden gems. So it's fun to talk about them. Um. And honestly, those are the 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 best one. Th- that's my favorite part of this is finding those little gems that I would have otherwise never heard of or been aware of. So totally, um, a lot a lot of fun. And one as a quick aside, big apology to everyone who listened to last month's syllabus for most of most of the month because I was led aware or made aware on like the twenty first, twenty second that apparently I had uploaded the wrong episode under the September syllabus name. It was, in fact, the Final Fantasy VI episode with uh, Trevor Starkey. Fantastic episode, for sure, but definitely not the September syllabus. But it's been fixed, so apologies for that. I will make sure this goes up correctly. So, and If you missed it, now you can go back and listen. Yeah, it's out. And you, there were some hidden gems in September, too, so check that out. But until next time, everybody, thank you once again. If you've stuck around to the end of the episode, you've helped restore light to the crystals and earned a new job class. If you would like, tweet at RationalPod with the hashtag RPGU if you have an RPG or a guest you would like to see on the normal episode of RPG University. And uh, we'd appreciate it. And be sure to rate and review us on your preferred podcast service. And until next time, everybody, stay safe. Stay healthy, be kind to one another, class dismissed.